Welcome to Insight Scoop. I'm Bob Thompson, founder of Customer Think. Thanks for listening. In this edition of Insight Scoop, my guest is Zach Nelson, president and CEO of NetSuite. Zach has been a CEO there since 2002, and before that, held executive positions at Oracle, Sun, and McAfee. Zach, welcome. Thanks very much for having me, Bob. Now, today I'd like to get an update from Zach on NetSuite's business and your uh, target uh, market. Talk about this uh, new HP partnership, some of the competitive programs you've got going, one that appears to be aimed squarely at SAP, and finally get an outlook from you on the business given the very tough economic uh, climate that we're all seeing. Now, for the benefit of those who are not familiar with NetSuite, to get us going, give us a few words about the company and the kind of solution that you're bringing to the market. Yeah, so uh, NetSuite was founded in 1998, back in the, uh, the early dot-com days. And interestingly enough, the, the big ideas that the company was founded on are still really the big ideas that we're executing against today. The, the biggest idea of the company is the notion of building an integrated application designed to run most of a business, rather than building a point product for the accounting department or the sales department. What we set out to do way back when was to build that integrated business application suite. Uh, the two other big ideas that surround that are very important in this marketplace. One is we decided to deliver that application only over the Internet, so very early in software as a service, and probably one of the biggest software as a service providers today. Um, that's the second big idea. And then the third big idea was targeting that suite of applications delivered over the Internet at a particular cu- customer segment. And today that customer segment is largely the mid- mid-sized companies, small and mid-sized organizations. When you say you have an integrated business system, what are the key piece parts of that? Well, the key pieces we look at, you know, the business are the back office functionality or what people would call ERP, the front office functionality or what people traditionally call CRM, and then e-commerce functionality. Uh, as the, you know, sort of how do you transact business electronically. So those are the, the big three pieces. There's a lot of functionality within each of those elements. But, um, and while we talk about those as being three elements, it really is a single application. So they are, we say they're seamlessly integrated, but that's actually a misnomer. They're not integrated at all. It's a single product. It's not like a data store for your ERP data and a different data store for your CRM data. It's a single data model around which everyone in your company can transact. That's the really big idea. Well, the more I see about what you're what you're doing, where you're taking the business, Zach, it seems like you're basically building a Nets or an SAP like set of applications, but it's built from the ground up uh, in a SaaS model, back end, front end, storefront, everything. Yeah, I think that's a that's a fair comment. I would say the difference, obviously between what NetSuite has done and what SAP did historically is technically SAP, while it is a suite, tends to be multiple products. They have a different product for manufacturing, from sales. They are different data stores. NetSuite literally is a single data model for running a business, so that's one difference. The second difference is this is not SAP in the sense of complex, expensive, hard to install, hard to upgrade, and a lot of that comes with the SaaS model, right? We manage it for our customers, and our customers, all they do is open a browser and log in. So while the idea of being a system, essentially the system of record for a company is very similar to what SAP has achieved, we want to be that same system of record for mid-sized companies, but without all the pain of SAP. Give us a sense for the state of NetSuite's business, some financial stats to give us an idea of how things stand today. Yeah, I mean, NetSuite's been on a tear for, you know, five years. I joined in 2002, and I think maybe that year we did something like uh, $6 million in revenue for the entire year. We just reported our most recent quarter, Q3, and we did $40.4 million in the quarter. So uh, enormous growth. We did about $108 million in revenue 
in 2007, and we've already done 111 million this year to date based on our Q3 results. So uh, we're growing like crazy. Our Q3, we grew 44% year over year, so incredible growth. Probably the fastest growing ERP-based application in the world. I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find any traditional ERP vendor growing even in double digits, much, much less 44%. So clearly we're taking market share with this model of, a, of an ERP-based suite. Um, that's one metric to look at. The other metric, of course, is customers. We've added over 1,000 new customers uh, this year. That's, that's pretty amazing, in this, particularly in this economic climate. Um, and the third thing to look at, and this has been something that's happened historically over NetSuite, is our average sale, sales, selling price per customer. When I joined, we were, our average sales price was something like $447 uh, per customer, and that was a three-year contract. Today, we do largely one-year contracts, and our average uh, contract per customer was $30,000. So you just see the incredible scale of the business and the functionality of the product that's been achieved over those last five years. All right. Well, so the business has been growing very rapidly, but uh, one of the knocks that I've been hearing on the SaaS industry in general, and this is certainly not directed specifically at NetSuite, but just at, at all the SaaS vendors, is when are you going to start making a profit? Yeah, so we're very close to break even right now. You know, we're, I think maybe last quarter our, our loss, including a foreign exchange uh, element, was about a million seven on that forty point four million in revenue. If you take out the foreign exchange component, it was about. Um, uh, I think six or seven hundred thousand dollars. So essentially, break even. Um, you know, I think the business can be enormously profitable. It certainly can be as profitable as traditional software companies in my mind. But right now, you're in the growth phase, and so you're investing a lot in sales and marketing, and that's that's an expensive proposition. And I think that's what you see going on. But if you look at the gross margin, what it costs to deliver the service. We're delivering this service at almost the same gross margin as a traditional vendor like SAP puts software on a disk and ships it to the customer and lets them manage it. So we're effectively building all that cost into our model, and it's effectively free now from, a, if you look at our P&L, our gross margin is about 70%. I'm not exactly sure what SAPs would be, but I'm sure it's something in that ballpark. So the fact that we can take all that cost that used to be the burden on the customer and build it into our model at such a, at such a low cost of goods I think shows how incredibly profitable this can be for NetSuite, and more importantly, how much of a benefit it will be for customers, because that cost, in effect, that three to five times the license cost that people spend to manage software is now suddenly gone out of their P&L as well. So it's a win for NetSuite and a win for customers, I think. All right, let's talk a little bit about your market focus, because I remember a few years ago when I first uh, got to, to know NetSuite and, and met you that you were using numbers like companies of under 500 employees. My impression is that NetSuite has moved up market quite a bit. Can you bring us up to date on what is the sweet spot, and excuse the pun, yeah. <laughs> for NetSuite today? Well, I think, I think the sweet spot is still someplace in that range, 500 employees, 1,000 employees, and below. And those can be standalone companies or they can be divisions of large companies. What you've seen happen, though, with the NetSuite product and, and hence the NetSuite customer is just the enormous amount of functionality we've added to the product has enabled us to address the needs of larger and larger companies within that band. And a great example is, uh, for example, the One World functionality we released in NetSuite. What One World enables companies to do is to manage a multinational enterprise in a single instance of NetSuite. So when we added that capability, suddenly you're dealing with much more complex organizations, multiple companies, multiple organizations within a company. Uh, and so 
uh, while a company still may be 1,000 employees, you're getting more of those 1,000 employees onto the NetSuite system. Uh, competing with Oracle, which is, uh, I believe, Ellison is still a big investor in NetSuite, right? Yeah, I, we typically, you know, if NetSuite and Oracle are in the same room, typically one of us is in the wrong room. There's, probably, there's some area where maybe the product sets overlap, but by and large, their solutions, at least in my view, I don't mean to speak for Oracle, are really designed for larger companies. NetSuite's designed for for smaller companies, you know, and for divisions of large companies. So uh, it's still very rare that we compete in deals because the functionality is so different. How we deliver the functionality is pretty different. And, um, you know, who knows what happens over time, but, but today it's a rarity. Okay, fair enough. I want to get into what is it that causes customers to either go with NetSuite or to switch to it because, let's face it, an integrated business system like you described is a huge decision for any company. So give us a sense for what is it that would cause somebody to say, you know, I'm going to go that route as opposed to piecing together software from, from multiple vendors or going to SAP or someplace else. Well, I think the, thing, the, the big thing that causes people to come to NetSuite is the same big thing that caused Evan Goldberg and Larry Ellison, our founders, to build the application in the first place, and that is that approach of trying to cobble together multiple applications doesn't work very well. You know, you've got a piece of your customer record in the accounting system. You've got a piece of your customer record in the sales system. You've got a piece of your customer record on your website. You go spend an enormous amount of money to tie those things together, and it's, you still don't get a complete picture of the customer and how you're managing the customer. So it really is the pain of integration that causes companies to move to NetSuite and the cost of integration. You know, the great example is Microsoft has a product called Great Plains, and they have a, another product called MSCRM. They can't make them work together very well. How's the customer ever going to do it? It's a, but, Zach, hang on a second. But, you know, I think, um, I, I think most everybody would agree with what you just said, yep. that integration's a pain. Yep. But still, a lot, in fact, the vast majority of companies still live with that because making the switch is still difficult. I mean, yep. you've got to get behind this integrated thing. You've got to move to it. And so for, comp for companies that get get to that point where they say, you know, it's worth the effort. What is it that is the tipping point for them that says, you know, it's worth leaving one level of pain, incurring certainly a level of work to get to this integrated approach? Well, there are, there are a couple things to look at. One is it, what tends to be a driver is business growth, and that can be growing growth or shrinking growth, if you know what I mean, and there's some shrinking growth <laughs> happening here. Negative so, growth. Negative growth. <laughs> and so that pain tends to be a driver in our business. When there's, when there's growth, um, you're outgrowing your existing systems, uh, a lot of times QuickBooks and other lower-end systems on the back office, for example. And so you – and that – but that, it's not really – when you outgrow something like that, you may look at it as an accounting issue, but what it is really, it's a business growth issue, and people start to look at all of their systems at that point. Similarly, as we saw in the dot-com bust, we saw a lot of people what I call right-size off of systems that were far too expensive. They were expecting to grow. They bought a big Great Plains system. They bought SAP, and then they said, that, you know, this is way too expensive to keep, move, to keep managing on. Let's downsize to something that's more efficient and more cost-effective. So those are two, two particular uh, drivers. The other driver I would say that we see broadly across the verticals that have emerged within NetSuite are in, in industries where the ERP and the CRM processes are tightly coupled, integration is far more important than in industries where they're not coupled. And as an example, wholesale distribution. For a sales guy to sell something, he has to see if it's an inventory. After he sells it, 
He needs to lock up that inventory. That requires a tightly coupled system. Financial services, you don't see that sort of tight integration between the front office process and the back office process. So the pain of integration isn't as high. So there are industries, wholesale distribution is one, services companies are another, where you don't just want to book time, you want to bill time, where you start to see these integration pains actually become mission critical. And that's the second driver is, is when those processes overlap. All right, fair enough. And it seems to me like the, the nature of these industries uh, is, uh, again, sorry to bring up SAP again, but it seems like this is going to uh, bring you into a similar market space for SAP, in, in, in the mid-market at least. And so maybe that's a segue for us to talk a little bit about this uh, program that you have, Business by NetSuite, which uh, I believe is, a, is aimed at SAP. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so the idea for Business by NetSuite really was something that came into my mind several years ago. One of the first big customers we signed was a, uh, was, was a, a joint venture by two very large companies, uh, Air Products and DuPont. And um, so they created this small venture, they, and they called their IT department, and they said, we need to get a system up and running here. We've been chartered by the board to make this happen. And they said, well, we run SAP here. It took, it's going to take us 18 months to get to you because we're rolling it out. And it's going to take us 18 months to install it once we get there. And so that idea really is what, what spawned or that event. And, they, of course, they bought NetSuite. They were up and running in a month, and, and the rest is history. So that idea, plus the fact that SAP just raised their maintenance prices in the midst of all, all this, all this uh, painful financial turmoil going on, really made us think, why don't we create a solution with NetSuite that targets divisions of large SAP corporations? So you're still, after you spend $100 million on SAP, you're still going to run that at the mothership. But... Something like NetSuite would be far more agile, uh, efficient, uh, and less costly for that division to run than being forced to have a, an SAP implementation forced down on that $100 million division that is really not designed to manage anyway. And so that's what it's really all about. We're basically telling customers, hey, if you happen to be that division that's on SAP, we'll charge you half of what your maintenance contract is to maintain that. So at a minimum, you will save 50% off what you're paying to run that system, which probably isn't all that great for your division today. And we think they'll save far more. We have another great example, a customer called Asahi Kasai, that when they moved, it's about a $75 million division of a $10 billion conglomerate, but when they moved off of SAP to NetSuite, they went from spending 3% of revenue to spending one-tenth of 1% of revenue managing their IT system. So the cost savings are enormous. And, uh, and in this environment, that level of cost reduction and, quite frankly, productivity enhancement, that's the other side of the equation they got with with NetSuite is hard to ignore. All right, you've got another program you announced, and just uh, quickly, uh, you've got a deal with HP that uh, just hit the wire recently. What's that about? Well, so this, I think what the HP deal shows is just the, you know, the incredible moment of momentum of software as a service uh, in the marketplace. When we started the company 10 years ago, people didn't really believe that it would take over, take over the software industry. Now it's pretty clear that this is the future of software, and I think uh, the, the, the deal between HP and NetSuite is certainly another example of the industry recognizing how important this phenomenon is going to be. But the specifics of that really are about engaging third-party ISVs and resellers to participate in the SaaS revolution. So HP is effectively offering NetSuite to its 15,000 VARs as a solution that they can offer to their end customers. So it's very interesting. The channel itself, the traditional computer IT channel has not embraced SaaS the way it should for a variety of reasons. This is, a, I think, a big statement by HP to their channel saying, this is the future. You need to embrace it. And, in fact, here's the best solution for you to embrace as you work with customers and, and try to satisfy their future needs. 
All right. Well, last question then is about the economic environment. It's very tough. What do you think is going to be the net impact in terms of being helpful or hurtful to NetSuite's business or to the SaaS industry at large? Well, I think I can't remember which famous Chinese philosopher it was that said predictions are dangerous, especially when they pertain to the future. So, with that caveat, uh, you know, I'm for NetSuite personally, I'm very excited about about 2009 and beyond. I think we are just an incredible position in the marketplace to solve customers' needs, whether it be productivity enhancement or cost reduction. 130 million dollars in the bank. We're we're a vendor that they can rely on to be there for the long term in this in this turmoil. So that's very I think meaningful for NetSuite as a company and our customers and potential customers. I think the industry in general, of course people are talking about a recession and you're starting to see data points of a recession around the world. My view is even though IT spending may shrink during this period, more of that spending will go to solutions like NetSuite, on-demand applications. And for the sim- for simple economic reasons, it's lower cost up front, it's a subscription. You don't pay for all the value up front before you get any value. You pay it for it monthly. Uh, and it's lower cost over the long term. You don't have to hire an army of IT people to manage it and support it and upgrade it and all those things. So um, so the economics will drive people to select SaaS solutions if they can meet their business requirements. So I think, I think it's going to be, again, it's just more momentum for the SaaS market um, and more opportunity for SaaS vendors. All right, well, Zach, we'll end on that note. Thank you very much for sharing your thoughts with me today. I appreciate catching up with you. Thanks for having me.